Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, episode three of The Quiet Part Loud. I'm your host, Daryl Hodgetts, and this will be our third sit-down together. I've got my cup of coffee with me, and as it's the middle of December and we're counting down the days until Christmas, I've got a little Bailey's Irish cream to warm the belly just that little bit extra. Uh, It's my kind of festive drink that I allow myself uh, on the lead up to the holidays because I'm pretty strict with myself most of the year. Um, Mostly just from a lifestyle point of view in terms of, you know, the fact that I want to make a conscious effort to stay away from shit food like, you know, cakes and chips and you know, stuff that's just generally not going to make me feel better. Um, I like to I like to eat things that are going to be functional, going to make me feel better, and, you know, going to contribute to my life rather than uh, detract from it. And I just find that if I'm, you know, if I, eat, if I eat chocolate, if I eat potato chips, if I eat, you know, biscuits or cakes or pastas and breads, if I eat that shit too much, I just feel sluggish. I don't eat right. I don't sleep right, I don't feel right, I don't act right, I don't exercise right, I don't have the energy that I need, and it just, you know, it's a dirty spiral. Um, so it's just, you know, I try to make a conscious effort to, to eat clean most of the time. I gen- I generally live, or try to live by the 80-20 rule, you know, 80, 80% of the time I'm, I'm pretty on point, um, you know, lean proteins, lots of vegetables, fruit, things like that. And then 20% of the time I eat whatever the fuck I like. You know, if I want to drink a bag of Oreo cookies or, you know, drink a bag of of peanut M&Ms and, uh, you know, wash it down with a carton of chocolate milk, I'll probably do that. Maybe it's too extreme sometimes, but don't give a fuck because when I work out, I work out super hard. Um, So anyways, going a little bit off the point, the, the original point was I'm here with you guys now and I'm enjoying a coffee with some Baileys in it, and it's fucking delicious. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I'm in quite a festive mood. Um, the house is looking particularly festive now. The trees are up. The stocking is hung by the fireplace, or the stockings. Um, and as I said in the last episode, I've got a couple of dogs. I also have a couple of cats. And, uh, you know, whether you're wondering or not, I'll tell you. Yes, they do all have personalized stockings. I'm hanging them up today, hammering a few nails into the uh, into the fireplace, and uh, you know they're part of the family too. So they're going to get some treats, and they're going to get some uh, some presents from uh, from myself and my wife, and uh, and and we'll just enjoy a quiet family Christmas in South East London. So on to the episode. We are three episodes now in, and I think. Hopefully finding my feet a little bit. What I want to do, like I said in the last episode, is knock out you know five or six of these things before the new year so I can really kind of find the flow. And then what my plan is after that is to probably do this weekly. Probably a, uh, probably a midweek 
maybe a Tuesday, Wednesday, and if it won't, if that doesn't work, then it'll probably be a Sunday that I release on a Monday um, to start your week right. You know, get your head and your minds right, and hopefully give you a little something to take with you on your uh, on your trip to work, or uh, you know, when you're done your when you're done your first day's labor, whatever your vocation may be. Uh, I'm in media. And I'm on Christmas holidays right now, so it gives me a little bit of extra free time to sit here and play with the dogs, drink my Baileys, and fuck around with you guys, um, and speak on some of the things that are happening in our beautiful, bright world. Um, I said last time that I want to review the podcast, or review the podcast, that's for you guys, please review, please like, please subscribe, um, I want to review the iPhone, uh, the new iPhone, and I don't know how technical I'm going to get, because I can't really be fucking bothered, but what I will do is I'll take you through my experience of it, I've had it now for about three weeks, and I would say I was a proper fucking fanboy, proper fanboy, when I opened it, set it up, got it all live, started fiddling with the new, you know, gesture controls and swipe controls and everything like that. And that continued for about, uh, about three weeks. Uh, I've had it now. I think, yeah, about three weeks I've had it now. And it's already asked me for another software upgrade because, you know, Apple loves a software upgrade. And, you know, they basically hold a sort of Damocles over your head if you don't do the software upgrade. It's, ba- it, it's basically... Do the software upgrade, asshole, or we're going to stop your phone from functioning correctly because I I don't know. <laughs> it's probably a bit conspiracy theorist of me, but I swear to God, when they release a new phone, all past models are downgraded at least one or two levels to, of functionality because like I kind of sampled on, on the last episode, I had a 6 before I got the X. And I mean, the 6 was dog shit anyways because it was probably the worst iPhone I've ever had, um, but as soon as they released the 7, certain functions started to hiccup, and when they released the 8, and then the X, it was basically like not having a phone, I basically had just a screen that had some apps on it that sometimes I could get into, the battery wasn't worth a goddamn, I could leave the house with 97%, walk 10 minutes down the road to my gym, it would then be at 67%, and if I went to record something in the gym, like a, a workout or a, or, a, or a piece of a piece of movement that I was trying to show somebody, that was it. Five second video, battery's dead, and then you have to plug it in. So basically, for the last six to seven, no, fuck that, probably <clears throat> a year, I have had to carry around a charging cable and a fully charged external battery pack. So when the iPhone uh, 8 came out, I debated <clears throat> getting that, but that was basically just like the 7, and the 7 was basically just like a, uh, a souped-up version of the 6. So I was like, no, nah, fuck that. Let me wait till the 8 comes out, Let me or the X comes out, and let me see what that does. So read the specs on it and all of obviously the uh, you know the end gadgets and the gizmodos and the mashables and all the dick riding apple um, fanboy sites out there that basically get paid for reviews um, were all you know basically choking on the new iPhone like they had a dick ram down their throat so I was like okay cool well you know I know this is a biased opinion but it does look like a pretty sweet piece of kit so I'll try that 
so put my order in of course it was sold out for the first you know whatever two weeks it was available and i had to wait so i was increasingly less excited about getting it simply because i had to put up with my piece of shit um six model for you know even a couple of weeks longer and it was just nonsense so anyways it finally arrived and i busted it out got it set up did all of that and it was incredible it was it's fast i mean you know swiping between the apps and you know the new gesture controls and things like that it was like why the fuck did i ever need a home button anyways you know going between apps the functionality of it everything was lovely the camera's sick you know i got 256 gigabytes of memory which i'm going to touch on because i think that's a bullshit move by apple as well um to only have a 64 and a 256 option is garbage, but the processor is clearly faster. the The camera is clearly better. the um, the The in app speed is even better. You know things like this. The gesture controls are fantastic. The iris recognition. Please don't call it facial recognition because if I got my fucking eyes closed, it doesn't work. So it's clearly not working off of my face. It's clearly working off of my eyes. So please don't call it facial recognition. Please call it iris recognition and stop being an asshole about it. Um, but that hasn't failed me. I say hasn't, hadn't failed me until a, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, about a week ago, actually, now everything started kind of fizzing out and, uh, and started fucking up as is true nature with any product that you buy now. Um, and Apple is not um, immune from that. And I'm sure you know, you've got some of the best engineers in the world working for you, and yet you cannot make a product that lasts for more than a year. Uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a farce, really. And you know, uh, I don't know who you think you've got fooled, but I'm um, I'm sure a tipping point is going to come when the consumers are going to demand better, and they should be demanding better already. And they should be demanding <clears throat> better customer service, and they should be uh, just overall higher quality of standards because we're expected to adhere to that. And if we don't, we lose our jobs. And you know, if my boss asks me for something, or if one of my customers asks me for something, I'm expected to adhere to it, and I'm expected to adhere to it in the best way I can. And mediocrity is not is not allowed. It's not something that is tolerated. Yet, from the customer to company and the customer to corporation relationship, the corporations seem that they can peddle bullshit, overcharge, and people will swallow it. Why? Because people do swallow it, right? I mean, here I am bitching about the new iPhone, and I've just paid you know, almost a grand and a half for it, you know, it's like three weeks later, and I'm looking at my home screen now, and I've got my time, and I've got my Wi-Fi signal, but I don't have my battery life, or my actual bars of kind of Wi-Fi signal, or the strength of my signal, so it's just like, okay, cool, sometimes it wants to be there, sometimes it doesn't, now, that's not good enough on a phone that costs uh, 1300 pounds. That's not good enough. Um, all of a sudden when I launch it and I do the facial recognition and I swipe up to reveal the home, uh, you know, the apps, well, three times today already, they haven't been there and I've had to close my phone down, redo it. And it's just, 
unacceptable because, you know, I'm not expecting us to be in virtual reality land or anything like that right now, but come on. I mean, the fact that we're not able to get this piece of tech right, it's like, you know, are you are you doing it because you don't want to? You know, it's the whole thing with like the car industry, right? It's like, if you have a car pre-97, you could probably work on it yourself if you had a manual and if you had the parts and if you were so inclined mechanically, you could probably work on that car yourself. Now, not an option, not an option. And you're, you're now required to take it into an authorized dealer who has special tools that are made just so you can do the smallest amount of maintenance, whether it be like checking the oil or changing the spark plugs or whatever it may be. Just to get that done now, you need to go into an authorized dealer. And I just think it's, it's, all, it's all gaming the system, right? It's all, it's all taking what you can do yourself out of your hands, you know, automating the process to a certain extent and making you reliant on external parties. Because it's not the product that they make the money on, it's the repeat purchase of fixing the product or having to renew it out of necessity because the product is now, you know, eight months old, it's a piece of shit, and you can't use it, it doesn't function the way it should. And it's like, well, sorry, Mr. Consumer, you can have this, or you can have an even worse product by going over and getting an Android, which I almost did before I bought the Apple X, <coughs> or the iPhone X. I was gonna get the Pixel 2. Um, but, and call me petty, call me whatever you like, I don't really fucking care, but the only, the only phone network in the UK that was carrying the Pixel 2 was EE, right? Formerly T-Mobile and Orange who have combined to become EE. Well, one, I've heard their customer service is absolutely dog shit, and I've heard this from multiple people, that have no no fucking no reason to lie to me right they wouldn't just say no i don't want you on ee because i'm on it there's no personal investment in them to tell me something other than the honest truth and they've said listen you know we're on hold forever the people are rude they don't give a shit blah 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 so that's strike one because i've been with uh my carrier for about 10 years and it gives me what little leverage you can have against corporations if any at all you know to get better deals or you know to have an argument with customer service if you need to do that uh, which I did when I was waiting for this iPhone to be delivered because they promised me it was a certain amount of delivery time and then they tripled it um, so I had to have a massive row with them threaten them basically to expose our conversation on social media which was atrocious um, and all of a sudden when you do that, my phone was out for delivery within 24 hours. So that, you know, doesn't leave me with the sweetest taste in my mouth for my current carrier, but I definitely don't want to leave all of that leverage, call it what you will, leverage or whatever behind to then go over to a company who is notorious for having terrible customer service, not great reception in terms of a network provider, but do you know what the cherry on? Do you know what the cherry on top for me was? <laughs> and like I said, call me petty, call me whatever you like. It's just it's how I am. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is EE spokesperson 
in the UK. I don't know about anywhere else, uh, but he's the spokesperson in the UK, has been for a few years, and I can't stand him. I think he is just creepy looking. He's a terrible actor in my opinion. He's cheap. The commercials are gimmicky, and I just don't like it. And for me, it makes the network seem cheap, if that makes sense. With Telefonica and O2, they have like the O2 arena and they have priority tickets and they just seem like a more premium provider and that's why I stay with them. Their service is always good. Their customer service is generally fast and reliable. If you don't get somebody that's been outsourced, if you get somebody in the UK, very, very good. Otherwise, it's just like every other customer service experience. Um, but they seem to be premium uh, based on the way they do their marketing and the way they do their uh, their social media and the way they do you know their their general kind of corporate uh, corporate appearance. Their brand identity seems to be of a higher level than something like EE. So, anyways, I didn't go, and I stayed. Uh, <clears throat> I won't ever go to EE, FYI. Um, not while they've got Kevin Bacon there. That's for damn sure. I might consider them if, uh, you know, if they get rid of him and step their customer service game up. But um, at the end of the day, O2, how about, hey, hey, how about go get the Google phone? You're fucking enormous, Telefonica. You're enormous and you don't have one of the newest releases on one of the most highly rated phones in the fucking industry. And you don't have it because what? You didn't bid for it or you didn't bid enough or what Google were just looking for one provider. Yeah. Cause they want to sell less handsets. Are you fucking crazy? I mean, anyways, um, I'm not changing the EE. I'm going to stay with O2 unless, unless this experience now goes to pot. And when I was waiting for the phone, there was already a terrible customer service experience and that almost, I almost canceled shit right there. I almost didn't renew because I was on a flexi contract. I was on a month by month until this new iPhone came out and I was almost going to pack it in. And like I said, not that they fucking care because they roll in, you know, hundreds of millions in profit every year. And it's like, Oh, what's one guy. But that's also the point of this podcast, because if I feed this back to you guys and you have a similar experience, let's amplify that, right? Let's, let's talk about that. Let's, let's put motherfuckers on blast if they deserve to be on blast. If you're not holding up your end of this contract, then fuck you. You deserve to get called out. That's my true, honest belief, right? It's like Trump supporters. It's like if you're an ignorant, just bigoted asshole, and you blindly support somebody who is a cretin, who is a menace, who is an unintelligible, just you know, lowest common denominator type of candidate. If you support that and you can't back that up with good facts, good evidence as to why, and you know, it's not your job to prove me wrong, but if we're in a debate, you should be able to provide counter arguments to the contrary of my point, right? That's a debate. That's an argument. That's how we go about it. It's listen, then give me your point of view, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not opposed to changing my mind. Like if Donald Trump was really good for the country, I would be the first one to go the other way on it. Right and and completely change my view and say you know what I was wrong. This guy's a fucking legend. He's making America great again. MAGA hashtag MAGA. Um, you know, but he's not. He's a fucking walking cesspool. Right. So you got to call a spade a spade. So 
if we're experiencing these things, if I'm experiencing them, I'm going to talk about them with you guys, right? I'm going to talk about the fact that I paid 1300 quid for an iPhone and three weeks to four weeks later, it is now performing at about 80% of its capacity, all right? Dog shit, bullshit, should not be allowed. Apple should be put on blast. And for anybody that doesn't have an iPhone, anybody that has an iPhone, a new iPhone that doesn't perform sparkingly, 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 if it doesn't, if it doesn't provide you with an exceptional experience for the first year, at least the first year, they should have to reimburse you. No questions asked. Fuck their ter terms and conditions, which are 7,000 pages long that nobody ever fucking reads. You just press accept, so they're probably stealing all your data anyways and doing whatever the fuck else. But if they're not providing their end of the contract in terms of a quality product, they should be called out for it, right? If this Am... What's this, what's this fucking guy's name? Am... Am... Amjit... Jai or whatever his fucking name is, the FCC chairman who just repealed net neutrality. That cocksucker should be on everybody's wish list for most hated, most likely to contract herpes on their fucking face. He should be at the top of everybody's list because he's a scumbag, right? He's clearly a fucking scumbag. All you have to do is look at him. Go to his profile on Twitter. All you got to do is have a look at this guy and you can see that he's for sale, just like most politicians are, just like Trump is just like every other, you know, person in government probably is, you know, generalization. But let's be honest, what are we dealing with here? You know, people should be called out. I, I wholeheartedly agree, think, and back up that people should be called out when they do not provide you with the best version of themselves or the best of their ability. I think they should be called out, especially if you have a fucking contract, especially if you have a commercial contract with them. So my overall rating of the iPhone X thus far is for the first three weeks, the performance was the best by a mile I've ever seen on a phone. Best by a mile I've ever seen on a phone. And it's still really, really good. Really, really good. But it's already starting to fade. Already. Four, what do, like, I don't know, three, four weeks in, right? three or four weeks in, if that, by the way, and it's already not, it's already not still 100%, right? That's probably a backwards way of saying it. It's not working its best already. It's already starting to fade. There's some attrition in its performance already. And I just wonder how long I'll have it for. Uh, you know, like, I just wonder how long it'll last. So it's probably the best it's probably the best on the market. It's definitely the best phone I've ever had. But it just seems like they get bad much quicker. And to me, that's unacceptable. So I would give it a, in the first three days, I would give it a fucking 10 out of 10 blinding five star, no problem, two thumbs up, dick hard, you know, beautiful rating. Three weeks in, it's an, it's probably a nine out of 10, four and a half stars, still two thumbs up. My dick's not hard anymore, you know? So we're going down that route. And like I said, the performance attrition is, is very clear. Um, so I don't know what other options you guys have in terms of, in terms of phones, in terms of smartphones, maybe you guys like 
the Google Pixel. Maybe I, I made a mistake in not going over to it. But every time I've used the Android operating system, I've just had a terrible, terrible experience, whether it be uh, tablet. I mean, even the laptop that I work on with Windows, it's, it's not, it's, I know it's not Android, but it's fucking Windows, and it's, it's not great. Um, the Samsungs that I've tried, the uh, Huawei's I've tried, the Kindle, you know, all these operating systems that run that run Android, um, these devices that run Android operating system, I've never had a good experience. And the only reason that I continue to go with Apple, it's not innovation because the innovation, I mean, they showed a couple bits of innovation with the X, you know, but basically they stuck a bigger fucking battery in it and said, here you go, it's going to be faster. Um, or a bigger processor in it and said it's going to be faster. A bigger battery said, so the battery's going to be a bit better. Um but the main thing is the the retina scanning, which you know Samsungs have had for I think two models now, um, and the uh, removal of the home button, which again is 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 not new. Um, so, so the innovation's not really there. It's iOS. That's what keeps me with Apple, because iOS compared to Android is. Uh, I mean, what's a good comparison? It's like a Ferrari versus a fucking broke down fiat it's um you know it's a porsche versus a pinto it's um it there, there's no comparison in in my experiences so it's it's the main thing that's keeping me now if android can get to a place where it operates in the same sort of way uh as ios is and like a phone provider can demonstrate that to me then i'm then i'm all ears and i thought google google came the closest that i've ever come to getting me away from an iphone since i've had an iphone you know, which is going on, what, 10 years now? Um, it was the earbuds, the ear, the uh, language translation earbuds that really intrigued me. Um, and, I, and I operate a lot within the Google ecosystem anyway, so that was kind of appealing. But I just couldn't tear myself away from iOS. And maybe, maybe I'm an asshole for that. Maybe that's like a little fanboy bullshit. I don't know. Um, but it is what it is. And so I'm stuck now with this iPhone that's already starting to fade. Uh, for another two years, I mean, the chances of it lasting my contract is, I would say, slim to none. Um, you know, I've already armored it up because you can't have a fucking, you can't have an iPhone without a, you know, without a security case on it and some tempered glass on top of the screen, or your 1,300-pound phone is going to turn into a 2,000-pound phone because you're going to have to replace the glass every fucking month. You know, I had to do it twice on my six, and that was 100 quid each pop. And it's just, it's just crazy. So, um, so we'll see how it goes, but yes, I, I just wanted to run you guys through it. Probably not a technical breakdown or a uh, technical unboxing, so to say. Um, but you know, that, that's just my opinion on it. And, uh, and, and some of the reasons why I stayed and, you know, my thoughts on just holding people accountable, man, you need to call people out. You need to call people out. Like I called Uber out on Twitter, right? For, um, so a colleague of mine left the Christmas party two weeks ago for our company and what should have been a, I think it was a 40 pound cab ride. She was charged, uh, no, sorry. So she partnered with somebody combined to her house and to their house. It was 60 quid and it came to 200 because they put these service, um, these premium time service increases on where they say, oh, your, uh, your, your fare 
will be charged at 3.8 times the normal amount uh, because there's a shortage of drivers or there's a Christmas period and we know we can fuck you in the ass um, or our drivers are super busy so we got to charge you more to make it worth our while. Uh, Uber, you wonder why London, not just the black cabs who have been around for fucking ages, but other people are starting to attack you. I was a huge proponent of Uber because, you know, it's, it, 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 it took away from the monopoly the black cabs had in London for all those years and, you know, made rates super expensive. So from, from an economics point of view, from a, from the rider's perspective, I thought it was brilliant. I thought Uber was great. I'd never really had a bad experience with Uber. Um, you know, the, the, the main thing that I'll say about Uber and I'm sure when people start listening to this, I'll get backlash and all this bullshit. I don't give a fuck because I've experienced it now way too many times, right? So in London, not everybody drives. I'm one of those people. I'm working to remedy that. But as we sit right now, I don't drive. I'm able to drive. I don't have a car um, and I'm going through my license. So I know how to drive, but I don't have a license in, uh, in England yet, which is my own fault, blah, blah, blah. That's another story for another podcast. But so right now, my current situation is I take the train to work. I take the subway around the city and that sorts me from a day to day. So from a cost perspective, it doesn't make sense to have a car that I'm paying insurance on that's just basically sitting out there rusting in the rain um, on my front street, on my stoop. So, so I don't have one. So I rely on black cabs. I rely on Uber. I rely on Addison Lee. I rely on you know, the local taxi services to get me to places where I can't quickly facilitate a trip by train, let's say, right? So perfect example, my dogs go to the groomers every six weeks, right? I got two little dogs, they're Maltese mixes, right? So they're lap dogs, they're fucking tiny. And if you know anything about dogs, they don't shed, right? These, the, my dogs don't shed, they're hypoallergenic, so they don't leave hair everywhere. They're the most docile. They're like cats, right? Like they, they can go in the litter box. They can stay home by themselves. They're fucking fantastic, right? They have great personalities, wonderful dogs. So when it's time to go to the groomer, I need to take a taxi, right? So Uber's my first choice of, of generally going anywhere for the reasons I said before. It kills the monopoly on black cabs, creates more competition. I like competition. It helps you know, it helps stabilize a market and bring you, you know, more competitive rates and prices, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have to tell you guys anything that you don't know um, in terms of that. But so I choose Uber, right, to go. I call Uber up. I'm going to this thing. I write a note on the on the memo thing saying I'm going to uh, I'm going to the groomers, taking my dogs to the groomers. OK, cool. So the guy's on route two minutes away. Canceled. Change. Got to find another driver. Right. Okay, same thing, new driver, need to go to the groomers, taking my dogs, they're little dogs, they don't shed, and they're very quiet. Driver's on his way, clearly you can tell the moment he reads the note because he cancels the trip and reassigns or, you know, whatever the notification is that comes up, you have, this driver's canceled, uh, you have to find another driver, blah, 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 right? So I'm late for my grooming appointment now, so they fucked me. Why? I'll tell you why, because most of the Uber drivers in this city are Muslims, okay? And this is not going to be a tirade about Muslims or 
anything racist, it's going to be a very, very simple fucking fact, okay, based on experience and based on knowing what little I know about the religion of Islam. Um, one, they don't like dogs. They think dogs are dirty. Therefore, ipso facto, if there's a Muslim Uber driver, he is going to think having two dogs in his cab who are the size of a handbag, doesn't matter the size, his perception is they are filthy animals and he will not take them. I've had two or three occasions where an Uber driver has showed up to my front door on their own volition, have admitted not reading the memo, but now that they have seen that I have two dogs, will not accept it and drove off. Leaves me stranded. I'm sorry, but as a major multinational corporation that runs the biggest taxi service in the fucking world, you should have a policy written in that if the dogs are not dirty, rambunctious, or oversized, they are acceptable. This should not be based on religion. You should not be able to run a company in a city like London that has a simple caveat that is, I will not take these people because they have dogs and dogs are not uh, conducive with my religious beliefs. That's fucking bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. So guess who doesn't use fucking Uber anymore? I will pay extra to use a company called Addison Lee. Why? Because Addison Lee have a service where you can just tweet them your job number and they will allocate a driver who accepts dogs. And they always have drivers that accept dogs. So Two things are happening. I'm not giving Uber my money and not helping the flow of com competitive uh, taxi drivers in London, but I'm also paying more, which is coming out of my pocket, but I'm doing that just to spite another company who has a fucking arcane rule set and isn't doing anything to address it. So not, uh, not my favorite company in the world, that's for sure. Um, and if you don't gel, with very simple basic things like people in the city, people everywhere own dogs. You have to accommodate them. And if you don't, then you're going to lose out on money. I am working on shutting down another company because they were so fucking rude about my dogs that I'll never use them. And I'm going to persuade everybody in my local area not to use them. And hopefully they will go out of business and they will go broke and fucking homeless. Because if you're an ignorant asshole in this day and age that just doesn't like dogs because you don't like them, go fuck yourself. Yeah? Go fuck yourself. I don't want you around me. I will not interact with you. And I can understand if you got bit by a dog in the face when you were younger and now you don't like them. Okay, I get it. If you cite a fucking fictional text to me about some bullshit rule that somebody said somebody said somebody said 700 years ago go fuck yourself you don't deserve my cash i'll give you a shit rating i'm gonna slate you on social media and as i develop this platform i'm gonna shit all over you here too why because i don't give a fuck do better do better so moral of the story is do better I'm always trying to improve myself. I'm always trying to make this thing the best thing it can be, this podcast uh, the best thing it can be. I'm going to learn from your feedback, what you guys tell me. Maybe you'll say, hey, stop bitching so much. Okay, but I'm going to bitch. If you don't like it, don't listen. There's thousands of podcasts out there 
You don't have to listen to mine. If you don't want to listen to mine, or if you don't like what I'm talking about, go somewhere else. Simple as that. But the ones that do stay, the ones that do listen, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, next episode is going to be uh, probably more MMA focused because we got some fights that have just happened. We've got some fights that are coming up. Um, but I also want to talk about um, some other bits and bobs as well. We'll get into that. Uh, I'll keep that for next uh, for the next episode. But right now, uh, going to sign off. Thanks for listening to my rant about uh, the iPhone and kind of where I am at with customer service. Um, and again, people that don't like dogs, I don't trust you. Go fuck yourself. Um, to everybody else out there, guys, I love you. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show so far, uh, subscribe below. Uh, like us on iTunes, feedback, ratings, all that good stuff. Help bump us up. Help us make help make us visible. And uh, and we're gonna keep doing the damn thing. Uh, we're gonna be here whether you're here or not. I hope you join us on it. And um, you know this is the quiet part loud. You know we're talking about the things that aren't often uh, verbalized. Sometimes you can't talk about these things in the office. Sometimes you don't want to bitch to your partner about it. Well. We're going to do some of that for you. So, um, again, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, feedback, all that good stuff. So I'm not going to say it again. Um, I love you guys, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon uh, with another episode of The Quiet Part Loud. All the best.